0: the Hallmarkies podcast and we are so excited. We are here to talk the finale of When Calls the Heart, When Calls the Hallmarkies podcast, and we have a great lineup here to talk it all out. And I'm Rachel. Amber is here. Hello, everyone. Yeah. And Amy Lynn Craig is here. Hey there. Yay. And Ruth is here. Hey. Yes. This is an all-star panel. We are so excited. So, Yes, we had the finale after after the uh, the Mountie uh, revelation, I guess, uh, in the last episode uh, that uh, had everybody up in arms. We get the uh, the finale episode, and um, so we're just going to talk about some overall responses, and also talk about the Facebook uh, live video press conference, whatever you want to call it that they did uh, kind of clarifying things a little bit. We'll talk about that. And uh, it will be a fun time. And uh, we are going to try to give as many perspectives as possible, including uh, we have- Our own, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, including our own, but also we have uh, we have comments from, from Facebook and from Instagram and from everywhere else. So it's gonna be really really fun what were your guys's overall thoughts of this episode this finale episode um for me i'll just start for me i actually thought it was a pretty solid episode i thought it was pretty well made one of the better as far as that cinematography was actually kind of pretty the way they staged and they had like she was like the woman in black in places like it was kind of artistic in a way that i haven't mm-hmm. seen as much in the show uh and um kind of appreciated that and uh there was just sort of a a feel to it it was like all of a sudden it's become Jane Eyre or something it was kind of it was I was impressed and I thought it was so smart that they focused on Opal and Rosemary in this episode because you have all this sad stuff happening in this episode and those are two of the most positive and well-loved characters uh in the series and so I don't know. I just thought that really helped to kind of, kind of get you through the episode. And so overall, I actually felt positive about the episode itself. I have problems with their choices over the season as a whole. And we'll talk about that later. Um, But uh, Amber, what did you think? Yeah, I am. I was actually super
1: pleased with the episode itself. Um, Like you said, it was really good getting a chance to really focus on Rosemary and Opal outside of, obviously, Elizabeth, because, I mean, it was Elizabeth's episode in Elizabeth's world, and we're all just living in it. Um, And like you said, um, the scene in the cemetery where Elizabeth was just, like, walking around and it was snow, I was like, oh my gosh. It's like wishing you were somehow here again from the Phantom of the Opera. Mm -hmm. Like, very romantic in, like and gothic, in like, the best sense of those words. Um, So I really, I mean, I was just like, whoa. Seriously, straight from the very beginning. I mean, I tweeted, like, what, seven tweets last night? Because I was just so into the whole episode. Um, And so it was really, I think they did a really great job with this episode. And uh, we can talk about our overall feelings on, like, the choices they made, handling things, but I feel like this was this episode was very well handled by like the cast and the crew. And I, uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it probably the best
2: episode of One calls the heart.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Amy, what do you think?
2: I, I absolutely love this episode. It was just so beautifully done. And the cinematography was just amazing. And, um, just, I loved how they brought in the widows and, Mm -hmm. just how they were able to talk and you know it was I just think it was so amazing how they handled everything and it seemed I agree I think it was the best episode of One Calls the Heart and it was in my opinion also the most beautiful episode they've ever done just because the cinematography was amazing and it just I it didn't seem like an episode of One Calls the Heart to me just because of how the camera work was done and how
3: amazing it looked. Ruth what about you? Oh yeah. I, I agree with all the things you guys have said. Um, I really, I really would have to say it's probably my favorite episode as well. Um, and I, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was well done. I, I I had some emotional moments. Uh, there were some, there were some standout emotional moments for me that were really special. And, um, i loved I loved the part with the widows, and of course, with Opal and Rosemary and i I thought everybody really rose to the occasion and gave their best uh, their best performances and uh, it was amazing how much they were able to pack into th- that episode because it was it was solid, it didn't lag. Um, I thought the writing was very well done
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I've been screaming for steaks since like season one, episode two, mm-hmm. and we got stakes and I know a lot of people aren't going to like the price we had to pay to have stakes on this show. And I know a lot of people don't agree with the way it was done, but I could not be happier that there is now actually something that like grounds the characters mm-hmm. into, to like relatable characters because it's not, to me it's not relatable to always make the right choice. So, and to always be able to work your way out of Mm -hmm. a situation. I mean, there are legitimately things you cannot work your way out of, but you can work your way through. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm I'm excited to see how they develop that in the next seasons. I am excited to see way more meetings of the widow's club, Mm -hmm. which I mean, Like, I I put this on my Twitter, and I really mean this. Have they been having Widows Club meetings, like, this whole time? And because Elizabeth wasn't invited, we didn't get to see them? (laughs) Because that's amazing. Uh, Widows Club for life, you guys. (laughs) And then also, um, where was Hickam? Like, I did not see Hickam once this episode, and I was not pleased. Which is ridiculous, but also I was like, "Mm, where's Hickam?
0: Mm
3: -hmm. Hickam would
1: be
0: sad. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, so they started the episode with this. I called it the PSA from Lori Loughlin, mm-hmm. um, giving this like, you know, children it might be intense for children. Was that really necessary? I feel like nothing in this episode was was really like that, like upsetting as far as the the fact. Like, I, I feel like nothing in this episode was like not. Any sadder than anything you get in like your typical Disney mm-hmm. film, you know, where like characters die or like yeah. sad things happen? Um, and I I think that that kids, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you have a lot of other things on the Hallmark channel actually, where there's characters that die, where mm-hmm. there's uh, like, I mean, I don't know. We were talking *A Sign Seal, Delivered*. They have an episode where characters raped. You know, we have an episode mm-hmm. where there are darker things that have happened mm-hmm. on Hallmark and. I don't know. I just didn't, I felt like it was a little over the top. Um, and I don't know, not like, we all know that this was going to, what was going to be a part of this episode. So for very often to get on there and be like, guard your children was a little much, I thought. I, yeah, yeah
2: I, I agree with that. Cause my little brother, I watched it with him and he was like, what about this episode was more Mm-hmm. than anything else he watches on tv than a disney channel show or any of the movies and mysteries movies yeah. I mean, so.
0: children were the biggest part of the show yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: and i feel that was
1: a direct response to people mm-hmm. on the internet yeah. who were saying like oh my gosh this was so traumatic mm-hmm. for my children mm-hmm. they will never be able to emotionally recover from the loss of jack in, mm-hmm. in on twitter last episode. And I feel like it was an an unnecessary response because those people were never going to be happy no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, it's nice of them to try and place people and give people a fair warning. Mm -hmm. But like, it was probably the most respectful and Mm -hmm. careful consideration of someone dying in a tv show that i have maybe ever seen in my life like maybe anne of green gables when matthew dies Mm. spoiler alert for anne of green gables maybe that was more like well handled they didn't gloss over it they allowed Mm -hmm. i mean this would be an amazing thing i think to watch and have if there was a kid who wasn't exposed to death and they were like what are they working through? What is going on? Mm -hmm. I feel like this would be an amazing opportunity to speak to your children about these things. So I just, Mm -hmm. that like, I was like, is, are they going to show like his Mm -hmm. dead body? Like that Uh, that was the only thing I could even think of. And no, they didn't. So I, I just, I don't understand it. I, I appreciate the effort, I guess, but also it seemed, it seemed like pandering to a very vocal minority who I don't think even really cared about that. They just wanted to be mad about something.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to come to the defense of some of these people. And well, I mean, I mean, in
1: it. in most of the cases, that like feel your feelings, guys, feel your feelings. We're all about letting you feel your feelings. But I think like they were maybe pulling an Abigail and using their kid to get out of a situation they didn't want to be in. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, no, I, I, it was a little, a little much. Um, so Ruth doesn't approve of that statement that I just made because no. Ruth is the nicest, but...
3: What? No, 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 no. No, honestly, we all felt it was a little over the top, but I do know... What I probably would say is... Since it was on the Hallmark Channel, instead of Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, maybe, and because usually on the Hallmark Channel, everything is happy, and especially with When Calls the Heart, everything is happy. Nothing sad, nothing really sad ever happens. Everything always works out. And so I'm sure, I I shouldn't say I'm sure, I'm pretty certain that the responses that came out through the week, they probably just decided, let's just do this. It probably won't make everybody happy, but maybe it'll make some people happy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it, it I, I, I think that they're trying, they're trying to reach some of those some of those some of those vocal people, I guess you'd say, who said their kids were crying for 20 minutes afterwards. and yeah, and I personally think it's a bit much, but then again, Everybody's different and everybody's had different experiences. And I guess if you have only ever been exposed, and I do know these people exist, and I have nothing against them, if you've only ever been exposed to the Hallmark channel, and that's all you've ever been exposed to, and like you never watch anything else, and your kids like never watch anything else. Yeah. I suppose it was a necessary thing. Yeah. I can it's hard to put myself in that position, but I do believe there are people who seriously watch nothing but the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. And we love, we love them. But yeah, I think it's well said, very very well said. Um, So I'm going to share
0: some different responses that we got on social media about the episode. On Twitter, we have uh, some different responses. Uh, Hunks of Hallmark says, I think Hallmark did the best they could given the situation. Dan wanted to leave, so they said bye. Still going to watch the rest of the series. Uh, And then we have Miss Libby J says, I don't feel like I can trust the story anymore. For one thing, we don't do sucker punch cliffhangers around here like they did last week. They left it too ambiguous last week and then just, oh yeah, he's totally dead in the first few minutes this week. And then they just went with the most obvious and in my opinion, laziest way to wrap that up. Oh, by the way, she's having a baby. So we'll talk more about that. Um, Fangirl for sure says my thoughts. Since Dan was leaving, you should have ended the show with the wedding. Then they could uh, make occasional wind calls, the heart movies, where we still got to follow their journey as they start a family, etc. Um, a couple others here. Uh, Valerie J. Yelk says, I feel betrayed as a viewer. I support the situation to leave, but I blame Hallmark for not handling it well. I'd prefer a recast or to have not seen all the wedding, etc. I will no longer watch the show. Um, so, and then we have Elizabeth B's 17 says, I thought the cast and crew did a phenomenal job. It's a great show. It's a strong cast and I'll continue to watch. So we have all over the board there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so you want to read malls there?
1: Yes. Um, so malls friend of the podcast said, Hey ladies, first off called it. As soon as she said, I have no appetite. The nurse in me shouted out loud. She's pregnant. secondly he is dead no ifs ands or buts there is no coming back from that it was the darkest episode of all hallmark episodes literally ever they went all out with sadness grieving crying and opal come on come on were they just trying to make literally everyone cry low blow hallmark low blow And she said sadly I think hallmark lost a huge fan base this week because of this turn of events. No jack baby makes up for the dark turn that they took from their gen from their genius platform. They should have cut the ties this season and called it a day, ended on a happy note. You done messed up Hallmark. Hardy's no more malls. Which is pretty harsh you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, and then on Instagram Kheart23 said this was truly a great episode. So many emotions and great acting. Aaron Krakow did a wonderful job and there are three clapping hands. And then it says, "Can't wait to find out what's in store for Hope Valley and Elizabeth on this new journey in season 6." Um, and Van City Dreams 81 wrote like a novel and I'm proud of them. Great job <laughs> in creative writing. And they there are basically some things they said was that their friends and family and coworkers cannot bring themselves to continue to watch this as this turn of events has completely spoiled the series, um, and they are just really upset. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please feel free to come to our Instagram to read the whole thing, because it's very long and very eloquent. Yeah. Um, and then Emily Ramsey, 7731, said, good episode, amazing cast, happy there is a baby Thornton. Um, Kira Lowe said, this episode had me crying so much. My sister and I are planning on becoming teachers ourselves. We got so much inspiration from this show and we can't wait until next episode airs. We love all the characters in One Calls the Heart. Our hearts are still broken after the passing of our great hero, Jack. He will be missed. I, I am Emily Pope said, I thought it was great, real, and relatable.
0: So there you go. Yeah. Boom. There you go. Some great, really diverse responses, which is which is always good to have. It makes for great podcasting. So <laughs> they they did a, They did a good job with uh, the podcasters in mind uh, with this season. Um, so, well, let's start talking about the the nuts and bolts of this episode. So you have the the. It opens up with the funeral, and one thing that surprised me is that having Bill doing the eulogy and him, like, having this emotional... And I thought Jack Wagner did actually pretty good in being emotional, but I didn't realize that Jack and Bill were that close. Um, You didn't? Yeah, I thought... Like, I thought they were friendly to each other, but I didn't realize it was, like, a father and son.
3: Oh, no. No, they were close. They've been close for... Maybe you haven't seen it as much because Jack has been absent so much the past couple seasons but oh yeah they were close okay yeah
2: am am i wrong in thinking when bill came into the show that he had trained jack yeah no that's beforehand? true beforehand yeah. yeah i forgot that okay
1: yeah <laughs> it's because it was a side storyline rachel doesn't pay attention yeah. to that <laughs> <It's>
0: true. <laughs> Okay, there you go. Yeah, so that was interesting to me. I was like, oh, I didn't think I would I not have thought Bill would do the eulogy, but I guess it makes sense since he was kind of the other Mountie. Um, so, yeah, you have yeah, the funeral, and uh, like we were saying, there was some beautiful cinematography in this whole uh, sequence. Um, it definitely had, to me, at least a little bit of sort of like a Jane Eyre vibe uh, in the just the colors and the way they shot her, like going into the Um, with all black going into the cemetery and stuff and so i thought that was cool um so basically rosemary has been taking over substituting for uh for elizabeth and i'm sure ruth you could definitely relate to this very much
3: oh yeah definitely and i thought it was neat that rosemary was willing to do that because wasn't it was it was it was it Florence it was supposed to be doing it yeah Yeah. it was Florence yeah Yeah. she was
1: too busy working on building up Floyo, so she couldn't babysit
3: well (laughs) but no I thought it was great that Rosemary was willing to step in because uh poor Rosemary I could relate um when she comes to comes to Lee and said she feels like a failure I could relate to that because I know exactly how it is and I think teachers in general can relate to that you have that day where it's just you know you don't know what you're doing you aren't getting through to the kids and I thought that I thought that whole little exchange between Lee and Rosemary was great
0: yeah yeah I I liked when she said yeah she said I'm doing an adequate job but to me that's that is a failure right right I totally relate to that because yeah yeah that's the way I am like if I if I do a um if we have an episode of the of the podcast, not that there have been any, but if we happen to have one that feels sort of cursory and just like by the numbers, then like it feels like, oh, that wasn't. Oh yeah. Good. Yeah, because we want to be great. We want
1: to be yep. the best. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> right. so send us your hateful comments so we can improve.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was really cute, and I and I loved when she had the the, the math problems. <laughs> On the board? She just like looking at him like in horror. That's the way I look at math problems. It
1: was it was honestly hilarious when they're like, Yeah, yeah and she leaves some room for us to solve them. She had like <laughs> 85 <laughs> questions on the board. I love Rosemary.
0: Yeah. 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 Don't you agree though that it was so smart to anchor this episode in Rosemary and Opal?
1: Yeah. yeah. I also think yeah. it was, it was nice to be able to spend that much time with Rosemary, even though she didn't really talk much about her, you know, her dealing with the, her grief with losing Jack. But I would imagine that Rosemary and Jack, despite the meanness that he gave to her in the wedding episodes, were, I think Rosemary and Jack were probably the closest people and it was probably the hardest on Rosemary outside of Elizabeth
3: well mm-hmm. well yeah because ha- hadn't they known each other since they were like really like they, they were yeah young? since they were kids yeah and yeah. they were
1: gonna get married yeah. and then uh, she was like you know i'm gonna go be famous and then yeah. she was like jk let's go get married and he's like uh i've moved on and she was like <laughs> jk i love lee and it was yeah. great but <laughs> like i just i mean when i saw rosemary up there i was like poor rosemary also and then I mean, they didn't talk about it much, but right. I liked that we were able to still spend
2: time with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: What did you think,
0: Amy, of Rosemary?
2: I, I think it was really good that they were able to focus on her because I feel like Rosemary's kind of like, um, she's a very, like, out not out there, but, like, happy kind of upbeat character, and everyone's always like, oh, what is Rosemary going to do next? So, I think um, focusing on her and how she just was trying to, you know, keep things together with the kids for um, Elizabeth and everything, I think that was really good that they did that, and also that Rosemary picked up on Opal, that Opal wasn't acting right and picked up on that. Um, I really like that they did that.
0: How how sweet was it when Opal says, are we supposed to call her Mrs. Thornton? That was Hattie. Oh, was oh, was, was? was? Yeah. Oh, oh I yeah, wrote it down wrong, right. sorry. You're right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was so sweet.
1: I died. Like I was I was just I was like welling tears basically the whole beginning. And then she said that and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> the kids and the kids just every time the kids did anything, I was just a mess of tears. Oh
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, all the kids get together and I said, the world's first Hallmark card.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it was very sweet. I would, I would actually say that was the first Hallmark keepsake ornament.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) It wasn't really a card. It was a, yeah. Oh no, you're right. They did
0: the card first. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Sorry. Yeah. And
0: and it was very sweet. And we, you know, they're like, we miss it. Mountie Jack also, which was really sweet. And you know, giving Elizabeth and I loved Opal. Bless her heart for for lingering longer and giving is a, giving Elizabeth an extra hug. That was so yeah. sweet. Yeah. And, uh, and the little Ava, I think is her name, the actress. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. She's great.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <sighs>
1: She's amazing. I mean, like not to belittle the rest of the actors in the right. show, but she kind of carried this episode yeah i mean
3: yes i agree yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah. like the i mean they were you know obviously elizabeth was acting her little heart out and right everybody else was doing a great job but really i mean the heart of this episode because you know elizabeth was the grief of the episode but the heart of the episode was
0: really opal
3: yeah
0: and i i kind of feel like she was sort of the sort of the stand-in for the audience, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. ask the questions the audience would ask, and she was sort of, sort of, you know, like the audience, which she was like the hearty for us, yeah. like giving her, yeah. her hugs and stuff. And yeah. Oh, sweet.
2: I think like Opal asked, like Opal saying, I never got to say thank you to Mountie Jack. Nice. I think that was so relatable to like the mm-hmm. audience too, because I know yeah. I've lost people and I haven't been able to yeah. like, it's like, oh, but I didn't get to say goodbye, or I didn't get mm-hmm. to say I love you before we lost them. And I think that was, you know, Opal was kind of representing that, like, oh, I didn't get to say thank you. I didn't get to say goodbye before we lost him. And um, you know, such a little girl was feeling that. And I think that was a really good representation of how people feel when they lose somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it and it made Elizabeth realize that she wasn't alone. Yeah know that there was another person who'd been saved by Manti-Jack so sweet Mm
3: -hmm.
1: yeah and I I said this in our Twitter and I 100% believe it and I feel like it deserves being said all the time is that the only way to really find happiness is through service of others Mm -hmm. so I mean everyone else was just trying to do things for Elizabeth Mm -hmm. um but when she was able to help Opal deal with her grief and her yeah. sadness and her, her feeling of, you know, never going to be able to do all the things that she hoped she'd do, like even just tell Mountie Jack, thank you for saving her life. Her being able to help Opal work through it was a way for Elizabeth to not only work through it herself, but to step outside of herself and help someone. And that's how you get happy.
0: Right. Yeah. I agree. I I I think uh, it was just a, they, and those two actors I think almost always have chemistry, whether it's a a, a silly mm-hmm. scene or like at the uh, at the store with the chocolate, mm-hmm. or uh, um, and uh I don't know. It, uh, Aaron Aaron crack Krakow I think has good chemistry with all the kids, but I think oh, f- people yeah. have a special chemistry. Yeah, so. Then we get another letter this is, uh, that uh, Abigail has that Jack had written to Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And so this was very, you know, sweet. And overall, I thought this episode was very sweet. What you, Amy? What did you think about Jack's letter?
2: I really loved love that he had given Abigail that letter and i think that just kind of you know showed what type of guy he is that he just he wanted to make sure he would be able to say goodbye even if he wasn't there anymore but also when he wrote some i, I don't remember the exact wording but ha- make sure to open your heart to love again yeah. that reminded me of what carson said it was <laughs> literally The exact
0: same phrasing. I was (laughs) shocked that they pulled, that they were already pulling the kind of language out. Like, I I wouldn't, like that, I was really surprised at them. They're already, you know.
1: And like, my tinfoil hat was like, holy crap, Casey was right. Like yeah. uh Carson is who they're gonna ship Elizabeth with. Oh my gosh, all the Faith and Carson ship fans are gonna be so mad. It yeah. is gonna be crazy. I think so, it was, that'll be fun, I think.
0: I think it was pretty clear. Like the first person she goes to talk to, or what after Abigail, is to talk to uh, is to talk to Carson and find out about what he experienced. And basically like she asked him, Was moving away good for uh, him and he's like, yeah, it was good for me, um, but everybody's different. And I, I yeah, I, I think that was a pretty big tell. We'll see. Maybe they'll surprise us, but I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I think Casey's right, also. Uh, and, and we also do get this is the scene t- where we get Bill getting upset about uh, never having told Jack that I uh, of his that he thought of him as a son so that was very sweet (laughs) from and i thought jack wagner did a good job in that scene
2: the only thing this episode i think was missing was there was no mention of jack's family yeah so
0: yeah Yeah, it would have been really nice if they had been able to get rick shields there yeah or even his brother yeah Yeah. for his funeral at least that would have been nice um, but uh, but anyway, and so yeah. So there's the scene with Carson and Elizabeth, and then Rosemary is talking to Lee, and then Lee says, "Oh, Jack is one of my best friends," mm-hmm. and I and then I she says, "Oh, I'm just doing an adequate job, not good enough," and uh, and then that's this is when we first get the widows group mm-hmm. uh, meeting. Um, with I'm like,
1: i like I like calling it the widows club.
0: Widows club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let's remember. So who's all in this? There's Florence, Flo, and Mo, <laughs> Molly, and yes. uh, Clara, Clara, and
3: uh, Abigail. Abigail. And Abigail,
0: Dottie was Dottie there? No, no, okay.
3: no. And
0: this was very sweet
3: too. I think,
1: but like everyone in that town is a widow except for Faith and Rosemary, right? Yeah, yeah. and Katie Oast. Katie Oast is not a widow, right? Yeah. She's single, isn't she? Yeah, that's why yeah. she's not a yeah. widow. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Did anyone else notice how all of their husband's names started with a P besides Abigail's? Because it was Paul, Patrick, and Peter.
3: I <laughs> <laughs> really did not notice that. <laughs> that's the kind
2: of deep cuts that
0: we want in this podcast.
2: I love it. That's really good. I was like, oh. Paul, Patrick, Peter, and then she said no, and I'm like, no, you don't fit in. <laughs> Get out of here,
1: Noah. <laughs> or you should change your name to Poa. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. I love that you noticed that. What do you think of the Widows Club?
3: Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic that they had something like that. Yeah. I'm, um, I, although I have not gone through, um, losing a spouse in that way, I've gone through divorce mm-hmm. and I know it's not mm-hmm. the same thing, but... yeah and i literally talk to everybody because that's that's usually how i deal with things it's like everybody's going basically it's i i've gotten better as i've gotten older but it used to be that i just about tell everybody my my life story and i wanted to talk about it with everybody and they were going to hear about it (laughs) and 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 i'm sorry no no i know i so i so i think uh Something like that could have been very helpful. Um, I know that I had to go, I had to go to therapy for a while, and mm-hmm. it was it was a good thing. Yeah. And
0: hey, I have to. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so I think one of the women say also say, "Open your heart." I was finally yeah. ready. I think Clara says it. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. finally ready to open uh, my heart to love again. I'm like wow. They're really packing it on <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like them start a romantic i mean they're not gonna have her have a romance when she's pregnant that would be
3: weird right uh I, yeah I, mm. I i hope i hope that i really hope that they really don't bring in any romance i i would personally would like to not see any romance uh for the next season i don't think i'll yeah. get that wish I mean, from from as far as Elizabeth goes. I mean,
1: I would also be fine with if they did, like, a time jump
3: and
1: it's, like, five years later. The only downside to that would be we'd have to recast all the children. All the kids, yeah. Yeah, And the children are, like, really good so yeah exactly yeah
0: that's a good
1: don't do that okay can we okay i was thinking about this today because i was watching a very dramatic tribute video to one calls the heart Uh huh. great job to whoever did that i if i if i had it available i would shout you out because it was awesome Mm -hmm. Where is gage emily's older brother can we get him back please like he could have just like gone off someplace so he can come back and then he could have a cute little teen romance as like whatever how old is he now like Eighteen? Cute. Adorable. Let's
2: make it happen. Mm -hmm. They need some teenagers in this town.
1: Yeah, because I feel like, like you said, like, I don't really want Elizabeth to be like, boom, eight months after my husband died, I'm married to the doctor over here. Like, that's not okay. But, like, I could really enjoy a, like, a secondary storyline of, like, a little teen, like, first love. That would be adorable. And, like, a nice way to really lighten the show, make it so that they could possibly even, like, drag in some new little fans. Because, you know, kids love watching teenagers. Mm -hmm. And then also,
3: you know, something
1: something new and fresh like spring. Well,
3: well, see, they need to bring back uh, Cody's sister. She needs to be done with college and come back to town.
1: Oh, my gosh. Cody's sister and Emily's older brother.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> yeah. And they could even
1: they could even like meet on the stagecoach on the way in. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Rosemary
0: is, decides that she's gonna take the kids and they're gonna learn like woodworking skills because she's just can't she's just needs to do something different. And you must have liked this Amber, who is there to help teach them how to woodwork. We have yeah, Father Christmas, aka Henry Gowen. Yes. I was I
1: loved it. And I also made a terrible joke to my mom and I said, you know. If there was going to be one guy who was going to run a sweatshop with children, it would be Gowen. Uh, (laughs) Um, Obviously, he wasn't, and he was actually being really nice and super sweet and helpful, but my joke was funny.
0: (laughs) You have to make jokes during these troubled times. Yeah. Help get you through it. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think of this, Amy? Oh, I
2: thought it was great, because I think when... Um, they were presenting it to Elizabeth and she looked a little surprised when Lee said, oh, it was, it was all gallon or whatever mm-hmm. he said. And I think that him doing this is just another little, mm-hmm. a little to the town accepting him again. It's just another mm-hmm. little notch on his
0: journey to acceptance mm-hmm. by everybody. I think so, so too. And so, yeah, they, he helps them make a wooden sign that says the Jack Thornton school and Abigail is the mayor. Uh, They present it to Elizabeth and Abigail's mayor declares that the school is officially the Jack Thornton school. And, uh, and that's when Jack, that's when Elizabeth decides to come back and to teaching. And it's very sweet.
1: Yeah. Also it was so funny to me when they were getting ready to present Elizabeth with this commemorative plaque and like, everybody was like, oh, no, no, it wasn't me, it was you. It was, oh, no, 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 it wasn't me, it wasn't me. It was somebody else, don't worry about it. And part of me was like, how terrible is this sign that nobody wants credit for it? And then it was lovely, so it obviously wasn't that. But it was so funny when they're like, uh, no, it wasn't me, it was Gowan. Obviously, this was Gowan's whole doing. It was really funny. That's
0: true. That's really true. Yeah, and it is cute, because since Jack is the one who got the school built in the first place, it's, it's very cute. Yeah. Um, okay. And then we got our final scene with Elizabeth talking to the Widows Club again. And, uh, and then she's telling Abigail, oh, look, I'm feeling nauseous. I don't have any appetite. So, yep, she's preggers. Very exciting.
3: Okay, um. I'm sorry. How did Carson miss that? <laughs> I, that still is a question. Yeah. I mean, Elizabeth is right there. Yeah. And Elizabeth's saying, I have no appetite. And Carson's just like I, I mean, please. Why did you not think about that? <laughs> I I was waiting for Carson to say, Oh, we should do a pregnancy test or something.
0: Well, evidently, none of the married women in this town get pregnant. So maybe he
1: just doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he's like, um, I was a surgeon. obstetrics was
3: not my specialty. <laughs> and and, and I'm, I, I'm not trying to be mean. Honestly, I just was a little bit surprised. I realized they wanted to say it for the end of the, of the episode because it would be more dramatic. And I guess uh, Carson was busy thinking about that elizabeth was missing jack and remembering his wife and so he wasn't <laughs> thinking about that sh- that he was just thinking oh she's not hungry because she's so sad which is a legitimate yeah. thing yeah i mean yeah. so i mean i could see that but it's just i just thought i thought Carson, get on the ball you know she's pregnant <laughs>
1: literally half of the people in the town last in the not the town the town is apparently facebook yeah, and twitter right. yeah. half the people in twitter were last week were like she's pregnant if jack's dead she's pregnant yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. they all knew why didn't you know carson right. <laughs> check your twitter sometimes
2: <laughs> yeah yeah right well,
0: amy are you glad she's pregnant
2: Oh, I'm so happy she's pregnant. Finally, we're getting a baby in this yes. series. Yes. I still wish it was Rosemary. i for, like, a scene next season, maybe when Elizabeth has the baby or whatever, and then Rosemary's just like, well, maybe you can give me advice or something like that, and that's how she tells everyone she's pregnant or whatever.
0: <laughs> that would be super cute. I
3: can see that. Yeah, yeah that would be.
2: All right. I, I just think it would be
1: kind of fun if it's, like, Rosemary and Elizabeth Yep. But, like, rem- remember in um, Father of the Bride Part 2
3: mm-hmm.
1: where yep. the, where they're both pregnant and yep. just, like, miserable and, like, can yep. you just imagine, like, Hickam being, like, let me put a pillow behind you, Rosemary, like, let me do all of your bidding for you, Rosemary, and then that could be when Hickam and uh, Elizabeth fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> hey, i I watched that. I mean, I, like w- to be fair though, wouldn't the audience, <laughs> I think, be less angry if it was like an accidental fall in love with Hickam than if it was like a completely strategized fall in love with Carson?
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: I I'm, more authentic. Yeah, I'm not on the. I'm, I'm not on the whole ship between um, uh, Elizabeth and Car- Carson. Uh, Carson. I'm yeah. not. I'm not on that one. You don't. Think- I'm not saying he has to be with Faith. Because I, of course, you know I still like. Let's go get um, Sophia. Sophia. Yes, let's Sophia. go get Sophia. I'm still fine with. Let's get have Sophia come visiting, and maybe she can help. You know, design some buildings. and they they, they they need that um, ice cream shop, right? <laughs> yeah. They need Rosemary's
1: Theater. I can tell you that yeah. right now.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, um,
1: I just want to say officially and forevermore, I don't know what ship I am. But it's coming out of Port Hickam. Yeah. So okay. I don't care. It just okay. needs to be some like Hickam needs to have a romantic storyline next season or I'm gonna quit like all these other quitters.
3: <laughs> and, well, and I say flow and Mr. Yoast. yoast. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Hashtag flow yoast season six. I mean I, I'm 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 with i I am so with that. Definitely. It would be adorable. Yes,
1: a double wedding with Floyo,
3: yeah, and Hickam and something. Yeah, whoever you put. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> I'm, I think we're also
0: going to see Clara and Jesse. I think. Yes. Yeah. Karen. Oh, you
3: got mm-hmm. a triple wedding. There you go.
1: Like think they're like, like you got mad at us last season because we took so long for weddings. Boom wedding, <laughs> boom wedding, boom wedding. It'll be like yes. a finale
0: of fireworks. weddings. I could even see Bill and AJ. Possibly. And
3: AJ. Then they all get pregnant. Before long, you have all these. You have all these. Kids <laughs> like the
1: belly. It's like you have all these little babies, and it'll be amazing. <laughs> you can
2: start a preschool.
3: <laughs> hey, I'm well nervous. then maybe they can bring Charlotte back and. She can. I, I know she's going towards art, but maybe in the meantime, she could start a little daycare. Yeah, hey, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, be a, yeah, ahead <laughs> of your time. Hey, if you're gonna have that many kids, <laughs> and you're gonna have that many women who are out there working. You know, you you need something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's official though. They need to do another romance
1: with some of the men they have on hand. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and or slash just mostly and bring in some other male characters
3: yeah because
1: really right now we have as like actual main characters that we see consistently bill and uh lee Mm -hmm. and then we occasionally see Mm jesse and very rarer we will see yost and hickam well and carson yeah oh god i forgot about carson you guys, that's because yeah, I just have already married him off to Sophia.
3: <laughs> well, you know, well yeah. that was Hickam. A, yeah, see Hickam, the easiest person to marry him that off one. would be Katie Yost. No, but Katie Yost
1: was going on dates with Lee's other assistant, the curly haired guy. I know, but he's gone. He's like not not even around anymore. Yeah. Did so he leave with the railroad guys? Like probably. where'd he yeah. go? Also, don't also, don't forget, we're having a Emily's older brother, Gage, come back that's, and have right, his own romance. That would be, so, that would be awesome. Oof.
0: Yeah, so yeah, you have Bill, Lee, Carson, Jesse, Gowan. Oh, how did yeah. I forget Gowan? Okay. He's
1: your favorite. I know.
3: Gowan and He's
1: Abigail, like on his own right? show to me. He's just like, <laughs> it's just like the Gowan show and it's spin-off series one <laughs> called. <laughs>
0: For a second, about the season as a whole, okay. So, they had this little video, whatever, a Facebook Live thing today. And uh, so, basically, there the whole role was the whole purpose was to have Daniel Lissing and uh, Lori Laughlin and Aaron Krakow on the show with Brian Bird, who was interviewing them to explain why they made the decision that they made. My problem, I felt like the whole tone of this little press conference thing was very patronizing, was very like, well, actors have contracts and sometimes those have to be negotiated. You know, it's just like, come on, we're not stupid. And I I think it would have been much better if they'd been like, you know what? We weren't perfect. It didn't go exactly the way that we thought people didn't like it exactly as much as we thought, or we, you know, like, I just feel like they were very like, once you once you once you come to understand what we did, then you'll agree with us. And it kind of irritated me because there's a lot of other things, because they were like, well, we could have recast, but that would mean finding someone else who's as good as Dan Lissing. Um, okay. And uh, or they could kill him, or they could have Elizabeth pining away. That was the three options that they supposedly had. It's like no, there's another option. (laughs) And basically, so they were like, well, so then we were just like, we're going to give everybody all the things that they want and and kill them. (laughs) And it's like, I just think that they chose like the worst possible choice that they could choose of all the things that they could choose because basically like (laughs) what, and, and they compared it to Downton Abbey and I have major issues with that. But basically, like, what they could have done is have – they could have had the wedding at the very beginning of the season, right? Or the end of – or the Christmas. They could have had the Christmas episode. They've known about this for a year. So they could have had the Christmas thing be wedding-related, and that would have been great. And then they could have the whole season be about them and them as a couple – And then you have in the finale or whatever you have in the final episodes, you have him get scarlet fever and Elizabeth is there by his side and he whispers his last loving words. And it's in the tone and feel of the show. That's the kind of show this is. You don't have a Mountie clipping along in the last 30 seconds of the second to last episode, three, four episodes after they got married and just announcing it like and a mudslide of all things. Like it just was so like terse and cruel and not in the keeping of the show. And I don't think it's fair for people to pretend like the people that are upset. Yeah. Some of them are totally over the top with their being upset. And I, I totally get that. But I think that people that are upset have due cause to be upset (laughs) because they were, because of what they, the choices they made. And I I don't think it's fair to be like, well, once you understand the choices that we had in front of us, then you'll see and you'll agree with us. And that's just what kind of irritated me. And I feel like that uh, there's a lot of, I don't know, I just feel like there were a lot of other things that they could have done to have made it a lot more gentle. Because if they were supposedly using Downton Abbey as uh, as their point of comparison, First of all, everyone hated the way they handled Matthew Crowley's death in Downton Abbey. Nobody was like, oh wow, that was so handled so effectively. Like nobody in the fandom liked it. So if you were expecting a positive result, you had to just look at the response to Downton Abbey. First of all, second of all, Downton Abbey had multiple characters die. Even that spoiler alert for Downton Abbey, but even that season, Sybil had died a major character in the show. Second of all, Downton Abbey. There were multiple couples that you're invested in, not just Mary and Matthew. You had you had Sybil and Carson. You have uh, you have the Banks. You the Bates. You have a, a number of other characters. You have uh, the you have the the parents. You have a lot of other characters that you care about. Whereas, like with Wind Calls the Heart, Elizabeth and Jack are the show, and so it's like. Uh, <laughs> for, for a lot of fans. So it's not fair. It's not a fair comparison to make. And it wasn't handled nearly as well as Downton Abbey because Matthew Crowley got to actually say, say to meet his son (laughs) and like be married for like a tiny bit at least. And, um, I don't know. So I just, I thought it was irritating. I didn't like the press conference. And I think that people that are upset have a right to be upset, even if they're a little over the top. So there you go. That's my speech. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I know, Ruth, you feel very differently. So, what do you think is a counterpoint to what I said?
3: No, I, I, I have absolutely no problem with people being upset, even being over the top. Um, I have no problem because as I've tried to, um, as I've tried to point out to people, all the feelings are valid, and I have no problem with you expressing your point of view to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my concern is that people are doing a lot of posting without thinking um mm-hmm. and without they're just they're they're I feel like some of the people, and I'm not trying to be mean in this, but I do feel like some of the people are trying to deal with the feelings online on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram or wherever they choose to rather than and they're and so they're putting them out there these very raw emotions without actually stopping and thinking and then there's, then, the, then my concern for them would be that they're going to, because they're not thinking about what they're saying and they're not thinking about how what they're saying might come across the wrong way. I mean, I guess that's something I've learned. Um, you have to be really careful about what you say because what you say, even if, even if you're really careful, someone's still gonna take it the wrong way, I realize that. Mm-hmm but you want to make sure that you're not coming against it. That's, that's why I have no problem with what you said. Yeah. You didn't come against, you didn't come and say, well, the cast was horrible and terrible. And uh, What you said was very valid and I have absolutely no problem with someone stating their views in the way that you did. It's no problem at all. Just because I choose to view it differently that's that's okay, and yeah. i I just i I just want people to think before they post, yeah
0: that's because what's
3: gonna happen, I would feel horrible for them you think about it uh five mo- five six months from now, those posts that you put- po- that you put there and you when you weren't really thinking and you were feeling really down could come back to haunt you, and you don't want that yeah I mean you don't want that to. And you don't—you certainly don't want to, to end a friendship over this. I, I mean, I'm—I'm I'm afraid that there are going to be people who, are. Are so over the top with what they say that it's going to cause the end to long-term friendships, and yeah. I would hate to see that happen. It's,
0: what do you think about this? Did you watch the press conference thing? Y-
2: yes, I did, and I—I I was kind of in. Like, I see where both of your points lie. Um, I was a little, sometimes, like, some of the things they said, I think they were a little, like, just trying to really hit home of, like, not being angry, but they were also saying, all your feelings are valid, and I, I don't know, it, it was okay, (laughs) I don't know how to, (laughs) how to say, like, it was okay, I enjoyed seeing the three of them together and seeing, like, oh, they still have, like, a good relationship together, even though this happened, and that they are supporting Dan, and also that they said that they've been thinking about this for over a year now, and that to them, they've been able to work through this already, and we haven't had a chance to, because it was so new to us. And I mean, like, three episodes ago, we're like, oh my gosh, they're married, it's amazing. Everything's going perfect, and now he's gone. And we haven't had that year to think it over. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like that they brought that up, but also I think some of the things they said were like, don't be mad at anybody, so
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amber, you didn't get to see it, but what are your thoughts on the season as a whole and kind of the way they handled this whole uh, departure of Jack? I'll I'll take
1: the question in two parts. Um, The second part I will address first, which is I feel like as a social media front, their whole social media initiative and their campaign for the past couple of episodes, has been terrible, and they handled it quite poorly. You know how I felt about it last week? I feel the same kind of way about this. They, I mean, have a fun Facebook Live thing after. That works. That would have been fine if they hadn't built the fans up into such a crazy pants frenzy the past week, because by, by not just allowing the fans to work through it this past week and get to a point where they could just accept that he was dead this week and, like, work through the phase stages of grief this way, like, there were fans who were literally thinking, okay, if I tell them I'm quitting the show, then they won't kill Jack off on Sunday. <laughs> like, first of all, that's not how television works. And second of all, like, it was just a completely, a, a completely unproductive week with them kind of leaving the door open and, like, the hope for the fans that he would come back. Um, and, like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I am proud of them for making the tough choice and, you know, with the, the choice that I think will move the show forward, which is ultimately, you know, letting Jack's character die. But I feel like, you know, the Hardy strong thing was over the top and ridiculous. And I also think that the whole not letting anybody in the cast say that he was dead was really poorly, like, a poor decision, especially since, like, they very clearly show that he's dead in the first two minutes of the movie, of the episode, so it wasn't like it was building suspense for the episode, and I just, I think it was, it was a bad move, but, you know, good luck (laughs) dealing with those high high-right people for the next six months. Should be fun. Um uh, I hope you guys got your block ready. And then um, <laughs> as far as how I feel about it, um, like you guys know, I believe World War One is super important and super worthwhile. And they could have accomplished everything that they did with Jack by having him go to World War One instead of the bogus Northern Territory fight. And it would have made so much narrative sense it would have been classically dramatic and like a romantic way to die not like in the mudslide that he almost died in in season three but like in a mudslide a new mudslide now woo but like if he had died for the king and country in can in the field of france like not just defending like not just training mounties and like a useless thing but you know like in the war, in World War One, defeating yeah. like the, like this would have been a, a much better thing. Well, and having a so, two-week wedding
0: would have made total sense. Yeah, and like, having
1: the two-week wedding yeah. would have made sense because it would have been, he went to the training and then he had like two weeks of leave yeah. before he was shipped off to France. Yeah. Would have made perfect sense. And so, therefore, I am going to pretend for the rest of my life that Jack did in fact join the World War One. he was signed up, He enlisted, he had two weeks of leave, came back, they got married, he went off, and she went with him to see him off to France. He went to France and he died in the trenches, and I will still believe that until the day I die, because it's fiction, and I can make (laughs) up whatever I want to about fiction, so I am so sorry that he died in France, and I (laughs) hope that they can win the war.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. I mean, and for the record, Downton Abbey had World War
2: I. <laughs> I wish there was World War I. I am an American history student, and mm. I have studied a lot World War I, and specifically America's relations with Canada, and, like,
0: it just, uh oh, it makes me so mad. I'm like, oh. Especially because this is the 100-year anniversary of the end of World War World War I, so it would have been, like, Exactly. Yeah, I it's you guys. I don't even know what you're talking about
1: because he literally went to World War One and died in <laughs> France. So I'm sure if this is bar- bargaining or denial, um, <laughs> of the of the grief stages, I, but um, I feel pretty comfortable just staying here. Yeah, so, I just would have liked it yeah.
0: if we had been like, you know what, you guys made some pretty good points. We could have done a little better. We're not perfect but we tried, we tried something and we did a good, we did the best we could. And I mean, I don't know, that to me would have been just, that would have been perfect. But I think, I think that's what
1: they're saying, but I think Mm -hmm. the people who were on the PSA, um, weren't saying like, don't be mad at us. (laughs) Like, I think what they were really trying to say Mm -hmm. is like, you know, feel your feelings, work through them. We tried to do the best we could. Mm -hmm. We spent a year trying to figure out what the best solution was. Mm For some reason, they forgot about World War One, which I'm just kidding. He went there, but aside from that, like I can accept everything that happened in the show. I can accept all the things.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I can I can accept that we're gonna experience new stuff together as a team next week, next season. I mean this season. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can accept that. I I look forward to seeing what we do. It'll be interesting, um, but. I think at the end of the day, what they were saying is like, "Don't be rude to Hickam on on Twitter." <laughs> like, stop yeah. like calling us out and being rude because it's well, not going to change what we do. All it does is just is rude.
0: Well, and don't be rude to any of the actors, guys. Like, it's not their fault. They have no control over any this of this. Is true, that uh, is true. Just give your overall critique of the show and your analysis. Write a blog. Whatever, yeah. Talk feel to your
1: feelings. <laughs> Start a podcast. Maybe we'll invite you to join.
0: If you want to vent to us, go for it. We we can we can we would be more than happy. Any of the four of us. Just 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 yeah, Go for absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, we we can take it. Um, I mean, don't be mean to Amy. Uh, like you can be mean to me on
1: Twitter. That's fine.
2: No, it's okay. Be mean to me all you want. I've been making YouTube videos since I was thirteen. I can take it. Like. I've dealt with so much. Go for it. Just because she can take it doesn't mean she
1: should have to. She's <laughs> a, she's too precious to be beaten up by you mean Twitter people.
0: we can probably take it more than any, more than all the rest of us. But, but no, seriously, we're happy to have a conversation. We're happy to have a yeah. discussion.
1: If you don't want to watch When Calls the Heart, don't. That's if right. This is, if this was the end for you, yeah. just let it be the end. Right. Yeah. Like, move on with your life. Find something happy to watch. Yeah. I want you guys to only have fun
0: that's right yeah there's so many things to watch that's very good advice um but also also here's the thing <laughs> if you are really invested in the future of your characters um i suggest that you watch game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> um but if you but Catherine disher in our interview which er which posted on monday and it was really great if you guys want not listen to it she did say there was a big twist <laughs>
3: Oh. <laughs> oh my! Okay. No, but I think it's a happy no. twist. I,
0: she was seemed excited about it. So.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, now I don't think she'd be excited about it if somebody was gonna die. You
1: guys. So oh what I actually have heard is that there is a spell, mm. and it makes Nick have his British accent. <laughs>
2: Always. That would be great. I would I love should, that. I know. I'm yes. just saying it for you. Awesome. Yes. That's not true.
0: It's a lie. <laughs> I but. know it is, but that would be awesome. Okay. <laughs> I I I love. Okay, I love him so much. Anyway, but yeah, check out the interview with Catherine. It was so much fun. One of our favorites, I think, that we at least one of my favorites that we've done uh, was really really a treat. Our episode with our friend George's Speech, where we talked all about the Good Witch. So you want to check that out and. Uh, yeah, and let us know what you think. Uh, give us all of your feedback about the show and the finale and uh, and yeah, we'll have a great discussion. It'll be really fun. And uh, thank you so much ladies for joining us. It was really fun and uh, hopefully we'll find ways to, uh, well, we know we're gonna be seeing uh, Amy soon to talk about the Royal Wedding. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hopefully we'll also be seeing Ruth, uh, Ruth in the, in the uh, not too distant future. So uh, Ruth, where can people find you?
3: Find me on my blog, which is mydevotionalthoughts.net. There's a couple of big interviews on there. Um talked with uh, Pascal Hutton that, that um, just posted not too long ago. Um, And there's one with Aaron So, And there's plenty more interviews still to come. So that will all be posted on my site there. And then uh, Facebook, um, Facebook page, My Devotional Thoughts. And then on uh, Twitter and Instagram, RuthHill74. Great.
0: And Amy, where can people find you?
2: On Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr, I'm at It's Amy Craig. And then on YouTube, I'm youtube.com slash WeekendAllStars. And I'm posting on this past Tuesday, I'm posting a video about a little bit what I thought about One Calls the Heart, kind of just turned into a big promo for the podcast, um, and, <laughs> just, <laughs> and just me talking a little bit about how um, it reminded me of a personal loss I had had. So that's what I'm, so if you want to go watch that, that was posted on Tuesday, and you can go check that out on my channel. <laughs>
0: that sounds so good. Definitely check that out, you guys. All right, Amber, where can people find you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube, and I will be posting my review sometime on Friday of the new Avengers movie, so it'll be very exciting. So lots of fun stuff going on, and uh, make sure you're subscribed to us on our social media at Homer Peace Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook everywhere, uh, and uh, that would be great. And uh, thanks again, and we'll talk to y'all later. Bye! Bye, everybody! Bye.